Welcome to Brink, a podcast about startups figuring things out. Today is going to be a special conversation. Where we're going to talk more about our personal lives a little bit. So today I am joined by Stephen and Anna, and uh, they're going to give you their introductions as we get into these questions. But today we're going to work through a, a few questions um, uh, that are just going to be about our, our lives, and we're just going to give some responses to them. So um, starting off, the very first question what inspired you and your partner to start your own business and how did you decide to do it together? So I'll throw this one to you all. Yeah. Thanks, Bryce. Thanks for having us out too. This is, this is awesome. So thanks for pulling this all together. Um, I really, you know, you kind of, there's, there's certain things that happen in life where you just kind of think back and you're like, that was completely planned out. Right. You know, I, I'm here today cause I planned out all these steps, but the reality is that um, life is a combination of different events and your reaction to them. So as we get into kind of what inspired us to start a business, it actually started with, um, you know, graduating college. Anna and I had just been married. Um, I had actually, we actually got married a year before I graduated. So she was kind of working full time and I was still getting my engineering degree. And right after graduation, I jumped into a full-time position, which was in a manufacturing environment. So um, think about the manufacturing floor. Manufacturers make money by making chips, right? And I was an engineer in that type of environment. So I was working on all new products coming through. And we would be super busy working on these new products, um, just incredibly slammed working overtime and just a lot of hours to try and get those new products out to the floor. Once the floor got the products, they would start running with them and engineering would kind of slow down. Um, I kind of took a look around and kind of looking at my entrepreneurial journey and just said, hey, you know, wouldn't it be great to have a partner that could come in and help us out when the when the engineering department's busy so that we could still be working, you know, reasonable number of hours, go home to our families type thing. And so started doing that just nights and weekends, moonlighting. So kind of inspiring myself to kind of jump in and get into contract mechanical design and engineering. And that's where perception engineering came out of in 2013. I started doing that for a number of local businesses in West Michigan, just that engineering service to help um, level load some of the capacities with local businesses. And um, yeah, really, it's it's um, kind of progressed over the years. Um, and I think that one of the things that's kind of interesting is how Anna has been able to get involved in the business. And so um, as we started developing up the business, the business started to grow. Um, we had an opportunity to even start a family during that period as well, which changes things. And so Bennett was born and we really um, dove in. Anna still loved her job, loved everything about what she was doing. She was in a great um, position. And um, after having Bennett, we went to go send him to daycare daycare for the first time. And unfortunately, the daycare got shut down by the state of Michigan for <laughs> oh um, various reasons, which had us kind of rethink where things are at. Yeah, that happened like two weeks before I was supposed to go back to work. So it was like, huge shock. We're standing in the kitchen like, what now? Right? Like, okay, we have this plan. I'm already a little stressed about it, right? As a new mom, like, how am I going to send my kid back to full time daycare? Um, and it was just like, I, I can't do this, right? Like it came down to it. And I'm like, I, I don't think I can do this. Um, and I'd already been doing like some bookkeeping and some marketing and just like some of the stuff to kind of take a little bit off of his plate because, you know, he was working nights and weekends at, when we first started out. And at this point he was working full time, but it was a lot. Um, he didn't have an administrative assistant or anyone helping him out with all the business side. Um, and that's what my degree was in. So um, I'd already been doing some stuff part time and we're like, can we swing this? Like, let's try, um, which was a big deal for us at that point. Um, you know, giving up our health insurance, um, all my benefits, everything was like, OK, can we really swing this? Um, we're like, we're going to try. 
Um, so that's kind of like what really started off like actually working together, you know, because we went from like, okay, like I just help them out here and there to like, okay, we have to like really make this business work and it's going to take both of us now. Were you concerned at all about both of you being all in on like the single, this one business venture or, or is it more like we're just worried about working together? What what were the concerns? Well, I think that gets into some of our personalities and things that we've learned about each other. Definitely. Um, I mean, as we get into building businesses, we had to set systems in place that helped us leverage our strengths a little bit. And I would say that one of one of where I can provide value is coming up with the different ideas. If you've ever heard of EOS, and I know we've probably talked about this in the past and um, kind of the visionary of the business kind of jumping in and, and coming up with the, you know, 50 different ideas that Anna's like, well, 49 and a half of those are terrible. So let's like rethink <laughs> this. Um, so as we jumped into it, yeah, definitely, you know, concerns, right. Stress around that. Um, and it was an, an optimist in my mind, like, oh, we can do anything. We can do it all and it will be done next year, right? So I don't know. What about from your side? I mean, I loved my job. So part of it was just like, can I be a stay-at-home mom? Can I balance that with what I'm going to need to take on at the business? Um, but like the financial piece was a huge piece of it. Um, I, If you heard of Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram 6. Okay. I am not a risk taker. <laughs> um, everything about jumping both feet into a business terrified me. Um, I came from a family where my parents both worked at the same job from when they were 19 to when they retired. Um, So it just, it's not in my blood, in my blood, in my bones, whatever, like it is in Steven's family. His family is entrepreneurial. um, So it terrified me. I think he was kind of like, Hey, we'll make it work. So um, I think we both had a little bit different, but it it was scary. Um, It was hard. But I think like when we look back at it, like, um, where we are today from where we were then. Um, if we wouldn't have taken that step, I don't know that we would have gotten the opportunity to get to where we are today. Um, I don't really work in that business at, at all much anymore. And we've started a second business that I've found like the passion of that business now because the first business wasn't something that I understood as much or could really be super involved in, like other than like administratively. Um, and so without like taking that huge jump, I don't know that we would have been able to get to this second business and actually like working day to day together. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting just how it evolves over time. Um, and my situation with Lauren and I, we didn't intend to start a business together. That was never like the big vision. We, uh, it was just a project that we were doing and we combined our talents on it and we just wanted to, you know, help out a few people with the thing that we're doing, but we weren't like, let's go start a business together. This, we're going to be this power couple running a bit. That was not what we were thinking. Uh, but then this project just kept growing and growing and, Lauren was spending more and more time on it and finding, you know, just finding her stride with it and really liking it. And then um, actually, interestingly enough, same decision point that uh, that you were at where uh, Lauren was uh, kind of she was happy with her her work at her day job, but she went to uh, maternity leave and then was faced with, you know, we have the same decision to make. Like, all right, now we have a kid and things are a little bit different. How are we spending our time? Where do we want to be? And Lauren, during her maternity leave, was still working on our business, <clears throat> and um, and she uh, she's like, "Oh, this I'm kind of like really enjoying this, and there's I can make decent money doing this. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't go back." And we weren't as comfortable with the full time daycare thing, so she's like, "This way, I can still work from home, and I can be around the kid." And so it was just a lifestyle change for us. And then the business has changed along the way, 
And I think it's interesting what you said that if you don't make that first jump, then you don't get to the second one and third one later on. And that's where we're at too. Just the evolution over time has become something really, really interesting. But how has your relationships evolved uh, over time? I believe that's our next question on the list here. So um, let me just confirm that. So how has your relationship with your partner evolved since starting a business together? And what have you learned about each other? Yeah, and I, I think just we've already talked a little bit on it, but it's kind of going back to understanding what each other's strengths and weaknesses are. And then from a business perspective, you know, like I mentioned, we use the EOS process, but and as the integrator, I'm the visionary when it comes to the business um, and kind of setting that in its in its environment um, that we're working together, we're coworkers and having those roles defined of like, okay, here's, you know, who's responsible for what, um, and trusting each other to do those specific roles. Um, Anna does a really good job with the organization and the getting things done, um, type scenario where I think I mentioned earlier, I'm coming up with the ideas and trying to navigate some of those. It's also been super difficult at times. Um, I mean, we early on, well, I don't know about early on, but in 2017, 2018, um, we were in our leadership meeting, the two of us, right? Mm-hmm. Having a conversation, solving problems. We go through our IDS session. And the way that EOS works is you have like a, your L10 meetings where at the end of the meeting, you scored a 10 if you thought it was awesome, right? And usually we're, we're pretty good sometimes. But I can remember a couple of those where it's like the meeting didn't even end to get to the place where you're supposed to score it. <laughs> right? So I may have walked out of the room. So, <laughs> yeah, so it, it's definitely hasn't always been perfect. But today, like we have those meetings and we're consistently scoring like eights and nines. And like we definitely had to figure out kind of roles because I had started the business um, three, four years before Anna got into it um, on a daily at that leadership level um, and getting involved in those conversations. So part of it was me just saying, hey, something like Anna has got the, the ability to take these on better than I can do them today. Um, and so that's that I feel like part of it from a business perspective, that's how it's grown from a from like having to do it with a family that adds just a whole nother level <laughs> of complexity to the conversations. So, yeah. so you that's interesting though you you from an early stage adopted this uh leadership uh or or organizational operating system right like you had a system in place and then you have to fit your own personal dynamics into it do you think having something like eos there helps because you said you know still there's some meetings where you just walked out you just can't make it work did that help did it add strain because i you know i think it's interesting when people have to shift from this personal dynamic to professional dynamic so did that help? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Before we did EOS, I would say it was even more challenging. Um, like in that time frame, there were some challenges at our business in general that I would say that was like one of the hardest seasons in our business. And bringing issues up to each other was very challenging because if one of us brought something up to the other person, it was almost like we would take it personally instead of being like, hey, like this is something we need to come up with an answer with together. The EOS process allowed us to put it on an issues list and in that time and place at the level 10 meeting, solve it together rather than feeling like attacked, like, oh, no, you did this wrong and we need to to fix it right now. It was like, nope, it's the weekly meeting. This is an issue. We both know it's an issue. And now we're going to figure out how to solve it together. So it just gave it like a dip. It felt different for some reason. Like the structure just brought a different like sentiment to it where instead of like coming at it from a like, oh, they're attacking me. It was like, hey, let's let's work together on this. That's really interesting. I think that's something that that we're going to have to adopt because that's 
it, it's so hard for those conversations to not feel like an attack. And I don't know, I just, you can, it just feels, it just feels different when you're having a conversation with your partner than with a professional. It's just, it's just different. So, um, you know, sometimes running the business is just add a lot of stress to our relationship mm -hmm. and having those conversations just sometimes it's tougher. Like what a normal workplace conversation would be is I feel like tougher with a partner. Other things are way easier to have because other conversations are easier because you absolutely trust the partner, right? That's a good thing is, um, you know, we have that foundation, but some things it's just, you know, it's tough. So I, I'm going to take a look at um, implementing something uh, like that because we, we still struggle with that today just because I want to always talk about whatever the issue there was in the business. I'll talk about it anytime. And Lauren's like, hey, no, like we're we're just sitting watching a movie. What are you, Why are we talking about this? So, yeah, we still do a little bit of that, right? When we're, you know, at home, but it's kind of like it gives us the space to say, all right, this is something that needs to be on the issues list versus talked about right now. Um, it creates the space for that, but we, we definitely could be better as well. Yeah, we'll yeah. be sitting on the couch and I'll say something to be like issues list. <laughs> He'll just throw that out there and I'll be like, OK, not the time or place. We'll put it on the list for later. Issues list. That's good. I like that. Um, our next uh, question is, what challenges have you faced as a couple-owned business with kids, and, and how have you overcome them? You, you alluded to that. It's way, diff way uh, different when you have kids. So yeah. what do you think? Yeah. So I feel like especially this last few months, we've been really just feeling um, the weight of having child care canceled um like in this season we've had a lot of different like changes from different you know our son is in preschool um, part-time our daughter is in daycare technically full-time we kind of pull her in and out as we want um but there's snow days there are a lot of sick days <laughs> kids get sick a lot um they never get sick at the same time or maybe it overlaps but there i don't know the last time that i've had one full week where one of my kids has not been home probably multiple days with me. Um, and I love that, that, that my job allows that flexibility because like I have young kids, like they need me. Right. Um, but it also brings challenges when you have a really small team and you're trying to build a business and you're in that stage of like hustling hard to try to build a business. So, um, some of the things that I'm doing, like there's no backup. If I don't do it, no one does it. Yeah. Um, and so I think especially as a couple, you have to like really be able to step in and like support each other because they're both of your kids. Like you have to share that burden of childcare and covering each other's workload. So it brings like a whole different dynamic to your relationship and like your work life. So, yeah, I hear you on the, on the unexpected weeks lately with the, the snow days and then sick days, all that combined. I swear that we've had a normal schedule yeah, like I said, like one week over the last eight weeks, and it's tough when you're trying to plan things out, just trying to schedule meetings with your customers or other, you know other partners or what. We're so this. blessed right now, and Anna crushes it. But um, you know, we a lot of our call, our, a lot of our meetings are on Zoom. You know, so we're our we sell a software called SolidWorks, and we sell it across the entire United States and help companies integrate it. And Anna is able to take some of those calls just from the living room, just jump on quick, say, "Hey guys, you know, I've got a I've got a one year old that you know is is home. She's hanging out with me today. I'm not going to turn my camera on, but if you want, we can sit here and <laughs> smile at each other. But you know, it's it's nice to have a little bit of that flexibility where she can jump in jump out of some and other ones she can just stay on and people um i don't know over the last couple of years i think i've been a lot more accepting to you know that type of flexibility that people need yeah i've definitely noticed a shift in the last few years people are much mm -hmm. more accepting um not everyone but most people are more accepting but uh, 
we talk a lot about the challenges here. I'm curious, this isn't a question on the list, but I'm curious, what kind of uh, superpower has this, do you feel like this has given you guys having kids and running the business? Cause obviously the challenges are there, but what like, what advantage is this giving us? Oh man. Yeah. I, I think from, from my perspective, I mean, multiple things, there's benefits, right. But um, really taking a look and saying, okay, what are my tendencies and what, where do I tend to focus my time and energy. And I love business. I love building businesses like entrepreneur, like you get it. Like yeah, sometimes yeah. you just stay up at night coming up with ideas. Mm-hmm. Right. And also you have two kids that, you know, the reason you're doing all this is for your family. So some of the, like being intentional about your tendencies and having a, a way to get out of the house and go do things together as a family, I think from a, a superpower perspective, it's allowed us to do some of those things intentionally. So we love camping. We were talking about, you know, having an RV or camper earlier. Um, we've scheduled about what, 10 camping trips already for next summer, just nice. intentionally saying like, Hey, we can do this. If we say we're going to do it, we're not going to do it. Because mm-hmm. if we wait and say it's the right, right time, it's just never going to be the right time. So we're going to get that out there. We actually even took this to an extreme a couple of years ago and sold our house and moved into a fifth wheel, you know, for an entire summer. So I feel like some of those things is, is it's given us that kind of superpower to be able to be intentional with our family and our time. Cool. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think having big goals, like it allows you to have those big goals and then set uh, up your work life to meet those. So like if your family's goal is to travel for eight or 10 weeks of the summer, like you own the business, figure out how to make that work with your life, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because you and your spouse both work in the business. Now you get the flexibility of saying, okay, how do we structure our business to support our goals? What are our big goals? What is your family's goals? What do you want your lifestyle to look like? Um, there's very few careers, I feel like, where you have the type of flexibility you have when you own a business and when you and your spouse are both in it, like even more. So, yeah, absolutely. What I, about you, Bryce? Yeah. Um, yeah, I asked the question. I didn't have an <laughs> You answer. knew it was going to be turned back <laughs> yeah. around. Uh, I would say w- one thing, one thing that, I've, uh, that I've noticed is that uh, running, whether it's running a business or having a family, a lot of slack in your life gets taken out of. You combine those two things together, all the slack's gone. And you mm-hmm. have to be very intentional about the things that you do uh, just because you don't have that extra time. Like I, when I built my first business, I was just a you know a single person. Uh, I was 23 years old and I could just be up all night, grind things out, just chug Red Bulls and get through it. Uh, you don't have that luxury when you got the kids and you know you have to care for them and uh, you have to be present for them and do all that. So um, what that's allowed me to do is just really focus on the things that I'm doing, everything I do, personal life, professionally, and focus on the things that are going to be most important and work through those things you know, one at a time and just be very intentional. So I feel like I'm much more efficient and productive generally, which is counterintuitive. You have to be, th- right? Yeah, because <laughs> you think you'd be less productive when you bring in the additional responsibilities. But I feel like um, that combined with when you have these dependents that you you care so much about, um, you it it changes the like the array of options that you can choose from, which I always suffer from this like decision paralysis when I see there's a million different things you you could do. So when you now get to like build your life around these anchors of your partner and then your kids and the type of business that interests you, the set of options gets a little bit smaller, which is better for me because then I can just go all in and focus on those. So I think that's 
how it's become a superpower is it's allowed me to really focus on what I want and what matters and just make the most out of the energy that I'm giving. Yeah, definitely. And it, it I feel like business ownership too can can swing the other way and get out of control really fast as well, right? I mean, and especially if you have that tendency just to love to build a business, you just yeah. want it bigger. You want to see the numbers go up and you just, you thrive on that, right? Yeah. And it's, it has to take a lot of intentionality to say, okay, these are certain areas that, you know, we're going to give as a family and these are the certain areas we're going to take as a family from the business. Yeah. So that's a good way to frame it. Like what we've, uh, we've changed certain offerings in our business just because it didn't work with our schedules at mm-hmm. home. It's like, Oh yeah, this, uh, you know, the support level of support we offered our customers doesn't work now that we have this different schedule and just, so it's changed. Um, definitely. You have, I like how you phrase that. You have to know what you can take and give, um, yeah, well, to. I just with Swift Solutions, um, the business that Anna and I are spending a lot of time on, we started in 2020 remote selling. We've kind of intentionally set up that business that says, okay, this is the type of lifestyle that we want. Um, so we're going to build out a remote team that can work from home, that can have some flexibility to do these certain things um, that will set up us to be successful if we do want to go on the road or do want to travel or do want to do certain things. We can still be successful in our jobs and, and do that at the same time. So kind of integrating that together, creating the type of business that would support that. Yeah. So uh, we have time for one more question here. So closing uh, question, what advice do you have for other couples considering starting a business together with kids? I mean, obviously spend more time with Bryce, but the the yeah. biggest one is, yeah, I, th- I think in reality, it's, it's something like that, right? It's getting time in community with others that are at the same stage of life as you are. I mean, there's so many times that I get, you get in a room and you start having conversations and people just look at you like, I don't get it. Like, yeah. why would you do that to yourself? Or that's like, that sounds awesome. Um, but you, you know, get around the dinner table, break bread with others that are at the same stage of life. And it just turns into an amazing time of, um, you know, encouragement to each other and ideas. And so I think that would be my biggest th- thing for my end. And I, mean, I don't know if you have something else, Anna, but just kind of as you get started intentionally, surround yourself with others that um, you can be encouraged by because entrepreneurship is lonely sometimes and it's kind of you're not out there by yourself there's others that are also working through the same stuff yeah i think we already touched on this a little bit too but um having like family goals that you want to make sure like happen and then setting up things to make sure they happen um we've gotten into the trap of this and i'm sure you have before where like you have these big business goals and if you aren't intentional, like that just takes over your whole life. And so you have to make sure you have personal goals too. And why are you running this business? You're not just running a business, running a business. Like you're running the business to give you the lifestyle you want, making sure you know what that is and what it looks like and what you need to do to get your business to a point where it can support that lifestyle you want. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think, uh, if there's any advice I'd have to share, maybe it's somewhere in the middle of what, what you both said, but, um, when you go and start a business, it can be lonely. You're, you're getting further away from the majority of people that are out there and you're doing something crazy. It's isolating. So you need to find the, the tribe of people that are also in that same position starting businesses, but then go one step further and find people that are starting businesses like, uh, like the one you want to start and have a family structure that you want to start. Because that's something in the early days, the type of entrepreneur I wanted to be 
uh, I wanted to be like these super famous people who, um, you know, they, I thought they had it all, mm -hmm. but then you find out like they have no family life. Mm -hmm. There's no personal life. There's mm -hmm. nothing there beyond the business. And so then I started getting introduced to other founders who lived a different way. And I was like, Oh, look, they're a great family person too. And they have a good business. So mm -hmm. finding those like role models and the peers is really important. So they're out there. It's just, you have to put yourself out there, go to local, you know, community events and, you know, you know, find, find ways to, uh, find that common ground and start talking. Right. So, um, with that, that's maybe a good lead in. So, um, maybe we should just talk about how people get a hold of us so that they, you know, they're in similar situations. So how, how would people reach you? Yeah. LinkedIn for me, for sure. Um, yeah. Steven Waringa, um, on LinkedIn is probably the best way to reach out, um, to me. Yeah, that's fine. LinkedIn works for us. Um, I'm Anna Weiringa, so um, we're pretty easy to find on LinkedIn, I think. So. Sounds good. We'll have a uh, little lower thirds, I think, uh, coming in here that will show our names and all that contact information. So, yeah, LinkedIn, definitely a good place to uh, start these conversations. And, Anna, you're always posting interesting stuff and uh, welcoming conversation on there. So anyone watching this should also just chime in <laughs> over there. So, cool. Well, thanks. It's awesome sitting down with you. Uh, it's always a great time together. So um, let's do this again sometime. Sounds great. Okay. Thanks, Bryce. Cool.